Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Ohio Mysteries Backroads. In this podcast, we explore some of the little-known legends, stories, places, and rumors about the great Buckeye State. We're your hosts, Mike and Dan. So hide the keys, lock the doors, and turn down the lights. The next episode is about to begin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ohio Mysteries Backroads. I am Mike, that is Dan, and together we're going to travel the back roads of Ohio to two separate locations, Bellevue, Ohio, and Cleveland, Ohio, where we'll look at the Buckeye State's connections with the sport of pro football, and more specifically, the history of the forward pass. Hey, Dan. Hello, Mike. So, Dan, I figured with the NFL season here upon us and the huge quarterback controversy in Cleveland... We would look at some historical football events that involved native Ohioans in the pioneering days of pro football. Did you notice I said pro football and not the NFL? That's because these events that we're about to discuss happened before the NFL existed, but are nonetheless a part of pro football as a whole. And yes, there actually was professional football before the NFL, hard to believe. And at that time, pro football was centered around Ohio. For example, there was the Ohio League, which was the predecessor of the NFL. One reason the Pro Football Hall of Fame is in Canton, Ohio, is because of the roots the sport has with the Buckeye State. Awesome. Let's get into it. Okay. So in today's NFL, the forward pass is what makes the game exciting. The rules favor this type of offense because it makes for a better, more interesting and more exciting game for viewers to watch. But this hasn't always been the case. Back in the very beginning of the game, plays on offense were all run plays. Eventually, passing or throwing the football was allowed, but there were very specific rules that applied to forward passes at the time, like being so many yards behind the line of scrimmage when a passing attempt was made. And because of these specific passing rules, most teams just ran the ball. I guess it was just easier for teams to run it than to try to follow a set of rules that they felt made it more difficult for them to advance the ball. Yeah, sounds like a typical guy. Never bother with the directions. In reality, at this time, there was a movement to abolish the game of football because of injuries and actual deaths that had occurred on the playing field. This was in 1906, and even President Teddy Roosevelt got involved in an effort to soften up the game to make it less violent. So, in addition to some rule changes, throwing the football became an option to help the game become more civilized, and that's when the pass finally began to be used in offensive game plans. And that's where Ohio and a few native Buckeye football players get involved. What's amazing about this is that the first legal forward pass thrown in college football, as well as the first legal forward pass thrown in pro football, were both thrown by Ohioans. So let's talk about the college pass first. 
Most sources credit a guy named Bradbury Robinson with throwing the first legal forward pass in college game. On September 5, 1906, St. Louis University was playing a game against Carroll College. Robinson, who was the quarterback for St. Louis, attempted a forward pass, but it fell incomplete. And in those days, under the 1906 rules, when a pass was unsuccessful, it resulted in a turnover. The other team got the ball. That's what I was talking about earlier when I mentioned the crazy rules that applied in attempting a forward pass. You had to be, I think it was six yards behind the line of scrimmage when you threw the ball. You had to complete the pass in order to maintain possession of the ball. It was almost like you were being punished for attempting to throw the ball. Wow, you're right. Nowadays, it's just the opposite. Throwing a pass is a way of life in the NFL. Running the ball and the running back position itself has dwindled immensely in today's game. Yeah, it really has. So, so getting back to our game between St. Louis University and Carroll College, as it turns out, in that same game, Robinson, who threw that incompletion earlier, later completed a 20-yard touchdown pass to a fellow teammate named Jack Snyder. And that became the first successful legal pass in college football. And as you may have guessed, that guy who threw that football and completed that pass, Bradbury Robinson, played for St. Louis University and was from Ohio, Bellevue, Ohio, to be exact. Wow, what a cool legacy. Okay, so, so that was the first, first college pass completion in football history. So let's talk about the first known legal forward pass in pro football history. The first forward pass in a professional football game is believed to have been thrown in the Ohio League game played on October 25th, 1906. The Ohio League, which traced its histories to the 1890s, was a direct predecessor of the NFL. According to author Robert W. Peterson in his book, Pigskin, The Early Years of Pro Football, the passer was George Peratt, probably the best quarterback of the era, and played for the Maslin Ohio Tigers which, by the way, was one of pro football's first franchises. So Peterson, who cites the Professional Football Researchers Association as his source, writes that Peratt completed a short pass to end Dan Riley in a game played at Maslin against a team from West Virginia. Since the Tigers ran up a 61-0 score on the hapless Mountain Staters, the pass play was no important part of the result. Wow, if they had only known at the time how important the pass play would be today. Yeah, and as long as we're talking about the forward pass, we need to mention John Heisman. And the reason for that is he is the guy who is given credit for legalizing the forward pass in 1906. Born in Cleveland, he was a college coach for 36 years and one of the greatest innovators of the game. He originated the center snap and the height count signals shouted by the quarterback in starting a play. He also had many more innovations that are part of the game today. And if his name sounds familiar, it's probably because you've heard of the Heisman Trophy, which is awarded to the best college player at the end of each season. Well, that trophy was named after him. And by the way, here's an interesting story. The house that Heisman grew up in in Cleveland is still standing there. And there's an Ohio historical marker in front of it, sort of. Before the historical marker was placed there, the city of Cleveland changed the sequence of the address numbers on the houses on that street, which resulted in Heisman's original address being placed on another house just up the street. So, in other words, the marker's placed in the wrong house. Wow, very interesting. 
So there, there you have it. The forward pass, which has become such an important, exciting part of pro football, has its earliest roots to three men who were born in Ohio. Brad, Bradbury Robinson of Bellevue, Ohio, George Perrot, and John Heisman, both from Cleveland, Ohio. By the way, Robinson is buried in Arlington Cemetery in Washington, D.C. He was a U.S. Army captain who served in France during World War I. Parade is buried in Lakeview Cemetery in Cleveland, and Heisman is buried in Wisconsin. Very cool. Now, do you know what part Newt Rockney played in the advent of the Ford Pass? I know he had some real innovative offenses. You know, he had the... the he played for Notre Dame, yeah, right? Notre Dame, but he... What the, the Four Horsemen the four of the horsemen. Apocalypse, right? And, I, and actually, there's a, one of those guys is buried in, in Ohio, too, oddly enough. Cool. I know that there's a historical marker out at the beach of Cedar Point. And the story goes was that they worked as lifeguards one summer at Cedar Point, And that's when they developed their offense around the forward pass. But that doesn't necessarily mean they were the first to do it. No, they weren't the first to do it. But you're right. They used to practice on the beach over there, I think. Yeah, yeah. Another cool Ohio legacy to here we go, the forward pass in football. All the more reason Canton has the Hall of Fame. Very cool. What a cool story, Mike. Thank you. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much. For anybody who wants to join us on Facebook, I am there. Too Late for Autographs is the Facebook page. And Dan? I'm on YouTube at North Coast History and Haunts. Bye-bye. Hello. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more like it, head over to OhioMysteries.com. With over 500 podcasts to choose from, there's sure to be one that's going to keep you captivated. Thanks for listening. That was another episode of Ohio Mysteries Backroads. Stay tuned for more. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.